Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. Block Talk Radio. Hey, everyone. We're. Uh... And here in Maine, waiting for the Maine Ghost Hunters to come on. We're hoping that they'll join us this morning. They're out of Augusta, Maine. Uh, they have over 65, 86 when they sing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, Tom, here we go. in the neighborhood, who you're going to call, and you call the Ghostbusters, and Rebecca uh, Tripp, the metaphysical flight attendant, and uh, Rosemary Young from Hancock, Maine, and I are on, online here, and I'm going to hand it right back over to you, Rosemary, sorry for interrupting, but hey. I had to play that. <laughs> no, no, that, that was priceless, Tom, thank you, that was awesome. I was just going over <laughs> some of their facts here, they have 86,000 fans on Facebook, the uh, few recent videos they did, in fact, I watched uh, half of one uh, just the other day, was excellent, um, was at a mansion here in Guilford, Maine. And uh, they also have a big footing one that just recently did. Um, they are also on YouTube, uh, listed as Xerolux Paranormal, part of a chapter of, of uh, ghost seekers, hunters here, as we want to call them, but I'm going to pass it back over to you, Tom, and yeah, what I know you checked out a few things on them, too. Yeah, they're uh, very impressive here at the St. Patrick's Day. First of all, Rebecca, how are you this morning? I'm very good. I'm in my car driving along, and it's great to hear your voice. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, Rebecca. I, I just yeah, recently and, uh, purchased the book. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the comments about it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Loving it. What do, uh, if, now that we're on that, we're still waiting for them. We, they may not show, but that's okay. We're going to have a great show. We always have a great show, whether the guests arrive or not. But um, it'll be a good time to recap. What the, what, uh, I'm really interested, uh, Rosemary, on what, um, what you, what parts of the book are standing up from you, what kind of lessons you, you said you were getting some, some lessons out of the book. Can you give us, uh, fill us in? Yes. Uh, all I can say is I was nodding my head through a lot of it. It pretty much, to you know, cut and dry it says you, there's so there's so much, to, to me, the thing that I picked up personally for me was a lot of times we just hang on to access, you know, and we don't let it go. And I feel like in this book, this is what I'm picking up from it, was that the, the best thing that I ever did with with all the things I used to gnaw on every single day, you know, just chew my nails down on, I'm just let go. And I'm, you know, there, there's, and there were so, if I could, I'd have to get, it's on my Kindle, and right now it's not right in front of me, but I could probably point out 
uh, countless paragraphs that I was sitting there nodding my head through. So I, I really, I'm very impressed. It, it really, it, it hit me and it touched me on a personal level. Rebecca, this book, I just, I love it. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. And you're not the first that told me that. I know it. I think a lot of people can relate to some of the things I went through, but I did write it to kind of help people realize. There's always the next thing. There's always something else, and you can let go, and, and you know, something better is coming along. Absolutely. Uh, Rebecca, how, uh, tell us how the book, uh, what, you know, there's a lot of activity for you lately, um, you know, with some lectures, and, uh, you know, you just, plus you did another program called The Abundance Attractor, right? That's right. I've got a, a video series out called The Abundance Attractor, and if you go to my website, RebeccaTripp.com, you can click on it. There's a free program uh, that you can initially watch, which is really great. I did a series of lectures on metaphysics, and um, I am a metaphysical junkie. I love to teach metaphysics. I've taught the Silva um, Ultramind program, taught by Jose Silva for quite a few years now, and um um, I was interested in meeting these, these um, men that were going to be on the program today because I mentioned in the book I had a UFO experience back in the mid-60s, which was one of the things that really opened up my thought and my mind. I decided after I saw these three discs coming in from the area of Martha's Vineyard up to the land where I was on the coast, um, anything's possible. So I know they're, they're kind of involved in UFOs, I guess, too, so I was kind of curious to hear what they had to say about that. Yeah, hopefully we're going to reconnect. Uh, you know, we haven't given up. They may not show up today, obviously, but uh, heck, I did a heck of a poster, right, Rosemary? Yes, I, I I chuckled over that poster for a while. That was awesome. I was showing it to everyone. They really got a, a real kick out of the little Slimer guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, well, Rosemary, you, you are a medium, so, yes. you know, I can see why you were, you know, you went out and you recruited uh, that group to come here. By the way, they were here in Boston for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And, boy, when they go out in public, they, they do it up just like Ghostbusters. Oh. They dress up. Oh, yeah, they put the uniforms on and they got the cars with the, uh, the Ghostbusters emblem on there, the whole deal. But, um, <laughs> you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about recently what you're able to do with, um, you know, mediumship? Well, with me, I'm, I'm an empath. I'm an empath medium. And uh, with me, it's it's emotions. I pick up a lot on energy, especially those around me that are actually in the, you know, they're with me. If someone comes in and they're down, I pick up on that. But I've been, you know, I've sat with people who have asked me to do readings, and, you know, I'd say, you know, there just feels like there's something, you know, there, there's unfinished business here, and they'll nod their head, yes, yes, and I'll say, because I'm really getting this, this, and I would describe it as maybe maybe a sad feeling, maybe just a very emotional feeling. I said, you know, I'm getting a lot of emotion through this. So I pick up on that. I've also had uh, visions in the past. I've had things come to mind. Is, is I've, People have looked at me and said, what, what's a vision? I say, well, you can sit and you can picture. Say, I said, picture an island in your mind. I said, oh, I can do that. I said, well, it's something like that. I said, it, but it just pops, just flashes flashes in your mind and at times it would come back and so that that'll come through I'll sit and sometimes I'll you know flash to the person's face say or I actually 
uh, my husband, his grandmother, I never met her. She had uh, passed away long, long before, you know, I got together. And, you know, I had never been in her house, and I sat there and I just started, you know, I said, well, I said, there was a chair. He was telling her what his, her favorite chair was. I said, she always sat in this chair, and he said, that's exactly where it was, by this window overlooking this area. And I said, well, she had her shoes, and it was a particular pair of shoes she wore to church every Sunday. And I said, she kept them right by this chair. He said, yes, she did. So that was coming through to me. Even certain objects would, you know, and people, you know, I'd tell, I said to one friend of mine, I was talking about a room, an upstairs room, and I said, there's a certain area. He goes, exactly. He goes, yes. He says, that that's right. That That's a very, that, that's a big area in the house, meaning there, there would have to be something, I don't know, special. I don't know what it was. I you know, I, I didn't ask anything personal, but I was just explaining the certain area, and I said the feeling I was getting from it. So a lot of times it, 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 I, I feel, you know, everybody, and I've said it before, I keep repeating myself, everyone on this earth has a gift. No matter what it is, they have it. And, you know, mine was, and mine hit me in my early 20s. And uh, it was scary. I was I was scared. I was calling up my mother. I was crying. I was very confused for a long time. I had no idea what was going on with me until I really started researching it myself and then speaking to other people that were having the same experiences as I. Well, you had, I mean, what you're talking about is kind of generalizations, but you've had some specific experiences recently. Um, When Barbara called you when she was trying to contact her father, you nailed it. Yes. Yes, I did. I, uh, I I don't know whether to because I know I'd love to speak to Barbara sometime again and and uh, hopefully she can be on the show with us at some point. But uh, I was I was finding little details, little things that you know were uh, certainly you know certain personal things that had you know places things in the house and you know she by the end of it she was very she was I could tell she was relieved she had this this big you know, this big question mark was just, it, it was erased, it was gone, you know, saying, you know, is he is he there? Does he, you know, does he know? Uh, of course. And I said to her, I said, yes. I said, he is there. He does know. And there are many people who, you know, will look at me like I have 12 heads when I say stuff like this, but it is, I, I have experienced it so much, I know it is real and, you know, I even said to her there was a certain nickname, little, you know, name that he called her when she was a little girl, and bam, I got it. And she she was she was a very emotional um that that portion of the conversation of the reading that I did for her was very emotional. So I myself was humbled and it also, you know, kind of shocked me a little bit each time I do a reading it shocks me a little bit because I say, oh my gosh, you know, can't believe I hit that on right nail on the head, but um, you know it's more to help. I want to help others. That's the thing. I mean, if, if someone feels there's you know they're lost, they they you know there's someone that passed, they don't have you know the like I said, it's unfinished business. Then if I can help that person, then that makes me that that's the greatest uh, payback I could ever have. That's great. Now I I took Rebecca's class. And I saw some amazing things happen. Uh, you know, I you know I don't have that ability or gift. I mean, I got some glimpses. But Rebecca, you um, Silva teaches that this um, you know that ESP can be 
uh, learned, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I can tell Rosemary is very gifted. And, you know, Jose Silva figured out that only about 10% of the um, population has these natural abilities to tap in and be psychic and, um, you know, tune into other people consciously. We're all doing it, but some people are just better at it than others. But it can be learned. Um, You can learn how to go to a level of consciousness where your brain is vibrating at at a rate of maybe 10 to 12 cycles per second or even lower. And when you're there at the alpha or theta level of consciousness, as opposed to beta, where we walk around and are in most of the time with our five senses activated, you can you can be more intuitive. And those, like Rosemary, are the 10% who are naturally there more than the average person. The 90%ers um, tend to um, kind of not notice that aspect of themselves as much as the ones who are tuned in. And it's a gift because... When you have these abilities, you can um, make better decisions. You can use your intuition to um, figure things out in a way that are more accurate than when you're just thinking off the top of your head, like we do at the beta level of consciousness. So it's really a better way to live. And one of the things that Jose Silva saw in 1998 was that we are now moving into the next phase of human evolution. So we're going to see more and more people coming along with these gifts and these abilities like we are seeing with many young people that are naturally, um, you know, psychic or know things that there's no explanation for how they could have learned it yet in this life, but they just absolutely know how to do things, you know, without really having to study it, which is an interesting thing. But we all we all can tap into the uh, realm of infinite consciousness and infinite mind and um, know things if we want to. It's just learning techniques in order to get ourselves there. And that was one of the reasons I love teaching the Silver Ultramind, because the two-day seminar allows people to go there on command by the time they walk out of the, the workshop. Yeah, you know, I, again, you know, to see when we got to that part of the class, to see people, um, you know, one of the individuals I was working with, he could see... Where I lived, he could see Castle Island. Uh, you know, he he didn't know what it was. He just said there's a big rock in the path of, uh, and he says, and I see, you know, he called them yaks. He, he had an accent, but he was seeing the uh, ocean liners go back and forth. So, and, and then Joe, uh, Joe hmm. uh, Kashi. Joe Kashi, he was very, uh, very intuitive, wasn't he? Very psychic. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about, he was totally describing people's houses. You know, and what I want to talk to both of you about, you know, people, Jose Silva was a TV repairman, TV and radio, right? Right, he had a, well, he had a radio repair shop, the biggest one in Texas. And then when TVs came along, he started installing um, the antennas in the 50s. You know, black and white TV was just starting back then. But that allowed him to figure out how the how the brain works in that he could he could tell from experiments that he did with electroencephalograph machines and using his his children and his nieces and nephews as guinea pigs he learned a lot about um, how the brain sends out messages and receives them just like a radio tower and he proved 
that we are psychic. And he proved that we can remotely influence, that we can heal, that we can remote view, that we can do all these amazing things that are natural. You know, the supernatural becomes very natural. And it's um, it's exciting. And there are ways that you can actually learn how to do it, which is exciting, too. I'm just kind of surprised. Well, Rosemary, you t- say that when, in order to do really at an optimum, you have to meditate. Well, it helps. It does. It, it clears my mind of... Uh, just the the exit, the little clutter that's there because of uh, because of of being I put it this way because of being a special needs parent with Victoria there's there's just an overabundance of other things that I need to focus on through the day uh, you know phone calls appointments such as that and there are times when yes my mind can get a little cluttered and I was even just going to say I was I read up I when I was doing a lot of my researching. I said that the psychics, clairvoyance could be correct possibly 85% of the time. And a lot of people come to me and say, oh, can you tell me what's going to happen a week from now? No, I can't do that. You know, I just can't snap, you know, get it. It it comes to you. It's, like I say, through the vibration, through energy, it comes to me. So, you know, uh, it, it, at times, like I said, it, it, I have to, it, it helps to, the meditation helps to keep me centered, you know, keep me balanced, and it and it just gets rid of that, that extra little clutter, those extra little worries that try to creep in every now and then, and, you know, each morning when I get up, I'll, I'll miss a day or two, possibly, but, I, you know, when I get up, I, I do my full workout, my yoga, everything else, and then I, I go into meditation, sometimes even for five to ten minutes, and that's it. Just and that's all I need, you know, just to to have that that complete thinking of nothing, focusing strictly on my breathing, and clearing out that that little bit that kind of just crept in there. <laughs> Maybe turn the night right. Well, sleeping. you know what the, what I was getting at with the uh, radio waves and the TV waves is that you know what I learned from you, Rebecca, and was that everybody is operating uh, on the beta level when they're doing day-to-day functions, getting ready for work, blah, blah, blah. And that's a very rapid uh, brain movement, right? Well, yeah. Um, When you're at the beta level of consciousness, you're around 21 cycles per second. Now, when people are in a manic state, they go even higher, and that's why they sometimes have to take some kind of drug or meditate to um, lower their brain waves. That's the best way to do it, but through meditation. But, um, yeah, when we're operating with our five senses engaged, we um, function at the beta level of consciousness, but that's not where we do our best thinking or our best work. When we decide we have to do something creative or we read a book or even when we're driving our car many times, we start to daydream, we go down to that alpha level of consciousness, and that's where we can get some of our best ideas. I think you had one the other day. You said you went to bed and just didn't know what to um, do the next day, right. and then things, you know, popped in. That's, yeah, that's because you released it and went to that, your higher self, your alpha level, yeah. Well, you know, what confused me, and, um, you know, I think, you know, first of all, I, I'm kind of, I'm glad we're talking about this because we have all these skeptics who think everything we're talking about is some ethereal, you know, oh, you, you can't... Um, What's the scientist thing? You you can't. It, it's not 
predictable. It's not testable. It's not, you know, uh, it won't occur, you know, on a yeah. on a guaranteed basis. So they, but when you start looking at it scientifically, when you start, and that's what I found interesting about Silva is that he's talking about science. He's talking about actual frequency of waves. And what confused me was that the beta is a higher frequency in the sense that it's more rapid, but the difference is, is those waves are tiny waves. That's right. And so w when you're talking of going to alpha and theta and delta, why don't you explain the difference? Yeah, well, when you go down to the alpha level of consciousness, what you're doing is you do it with your eyes closed. You can do it with your eyes um, staring ahead, too, if they're defocused. But um, they have to be either defocused or closed. Because what you do is you shut down your five senses. You go within to your subjective consciousness. And anybody who uses the power of prayer knows that you have to go within in order to make that connection. And when you're in that inner world, that subjective consciousness, you can create with your imagination, using imagination and visualization, projects, outcomes, um, creative things that you want to achieve, uh, certain end results, and you actually have an impact on making these things happen. Because once you believe it and create it in your subjective consciousness, it's a done deal. It has to happen. That's how we're creating our world, moment to moment, as we function in it, for good or for uh, bad. Rosemary, you had something happen this week. Why don't you talk about the, uh, the, uh, the visualization board there? Yes, I was, that's something you just said. I was just looking at it. <laughs> I worked on it a little today. I uh, created a wish board or as he said, visualization board, uh, years ago before we had the, the home built for Victoria. And, in you know, on this board I had put, you know, just the basic, you know, things you have in the home, and one was a couch and washer-dryer and a few other things. Well, we got into the house, which, you know, I don't know if you know, um, you know, Rebecca, that we had to leave our home, but anyway... Um, we got into the house and we decided, well, you know, we need to look for a new couch. You know, the one we had was kind of old. We figured to put just the right the right furniture in. And so uh, we had contacted a local rental place. We didn't, you know, just to check out what they had. And we we had, we saw one of the couches that was in their, their flyer and we told them that was the one we liked. So they delivered the, the couch and it was the same color and close to exactly the same shape as the one that was on the board. And my husband, he he had rummaged through some boxes. He found the board, and he and he just he said, look. He goes, did you even realize this? He said, did you realize that this is almost the same couch as what's on the board? There was just a little bit of a difference. And I sat down, and I went, oh, my goodness. And then... You know, a little while later, we got a washer-dryer, and I looked at the picture. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, so, the, you know, and that's when I, I said, well, I said, this is, I'm a definite believer now that you can focus and just keep focusing on that one positive, even just one positive thing, and it will manifest. So 
yes, and I, I'm, I'm working on a new one now. It's uh, much different than the previous one, but uh, once I'm done, I'll have. Well, to you know, the picture. again, Rebecca, you know, the fact that, you know, it took again, it took me a little while to to understand. I said, well, if beta is is a more rapid and more frequency. And it seems to be uh, a higher. It's not a higher vibration because, again, it's it's a place where the brain is working on really rapid uh, things. You know, t- uh, taking everything in and trying to p- process it in a rational level. And then when the, you get relaxed and you go into these deeper deeper troughs, they, they're not as frequent, but they. It's like the difference between the water. You know, I'm a sailor. And, and a fisherman, so I understand the water. When you're on the water and it's just chop, what we call chop, just little tiny waves, they're, uh-huh. they're bothersome, but they don't do anything. It's the deep waves, those ones with, you know, the five, ten-foot waves. <laughs> they're nowhere near as frequent, but they're more powerful. So it totally makes sense, the, the, mm. the theory and the science behind all of this stuff, Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and also, um, you know, when you begin to understand that you're not just this blob of flesh walking around the planet, but you are connected to these, uh, um, you know, other dimensions and and other, you know, um, places, and, and we can tap into each other psychically, and we can experience infinite intelligence. And the other thing that's so interesting, you know, we're all geniuses. It's just that some people naturally know how to tap into that infinite intelligence when they need access to it. But we can all do it if we so choose. We just need to learn how to do it if we don't do it naturally. And it can be taught. Well, you know, it's so, it's all, and again, I'm laughing at the skeptics because. They know it. Everybody's had, if you really talk to the truth of them, everybody's had one of those uh, empathic or intuitive or telepathic moments where they're sitting there and all of a sudden they think of a, think of a person and the phone rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that person's wavelength, it happened to me yesterday, that person's wavelength hit the person, you know, before the telephone actually rang. You know, and then people doubt this. And then... You know, if, again, you go scientifically, it just makes total sense. And, you know, I think I, I love telling the story about how I talk to kids and I tell them about my experience of riding the bike and I heard the voice. The voice told me to ride a bike. And I said, I had to do that after I lost a leg. And there was no reference point for me to know if this was possible or not. Nobody had pictures back then, you know, it was over 55 years ago, of anybody riding a leg, a, a bike with one leg. And everybody was telling me it was impossible, you know, mass general surgeons, et cetera, Harvard MDs, that this was impossible. And yet it happened. And so I asked the kids, I said, did you ever, I had to teach myself how to do something. So I asked them if they had ever learned to do something by themselves. And this little girl stood up and she said, yes. She says, I taught myself how to walk. And I said, Oh, I said, so you were involved in an accident or you were sick and you learned to walk again. She looked at me and said, no, man, the first time. Now, this kid was totally hip to innate wisdom. And this is the thing that I, you know, people are so blinded by this. You know, we were so gifted a week ago to have 
Hazel on the show, Hazel Moore from England, who was really refreshing, we're so caught up in the three-dimensional world that we forget nobody is, none of us are trying to control our breath or our digestive system or anything else, but there is an intelligence <laughs> guiding all of that. Either, either one of you want to j- jump in on that? Well, it's absolutely true um, that, you know, um, you can, and you get to a point eventually where you're watching um, your thoughts. You know, at the beta level of consciousness, you're just kind of trapped in your own consciousness and you don't realize that there's a way out. But the great thing about learning how to always go within, meditate, go to the alpha, theta level, is that you can begin to watch everything and have more control over your emotions if, they, if they're taking you into a bad place. You know, you can learn that you can automatically turn things around. And there's so many benefits from being able to, um, but you're right. I mean, our bodies are naturally functioning and they function better with people who meditate. You know, they just proved at Harvard Medical, people who meditate for the past five or six years are 12 years younger physically than their contemporaries. So that's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just... Meditation is just as important as diet and exercise. It's exercise for your brain. Yeah, and yeah, and so many people are, are in that beta level, of, you know, letting letting the three dimensional world. Um, you know, I love that model that Hazel gave us last week. Uh, you know that, that people think that height, width, and depth are all there is. If it if it's they think that everything's solid, and science itself has proved it's not solid. Everything's operating on a wave level, so it's not hard to make any kind of a jump to civil mind control. And what you do, um, Rosemary, that, you know, you're getting to a place, a, a wavelength, where, you know, the, the, the real reality is happening. The thing that all of the philosophers and all the great religions and all of the great spiritual doctors teach. And so what, what you teach, Rebecca, and what you do, Rosemary, and what you're into is simply accessing, going to a place where you calm down, you slow the brain down, and you still, just like just like a radio. People will believe in in the concept of a radio that these invisible waves come to that radio. Well, and yet they'll shut it down and say, "Oh, that can't happen with your brain." Well, why not? Anybody want to pick up on that? Well, there was. I I'm thinking it was uh, Hazel. I'm not trying not to get this too confused because I've been so into the book too lately. Uh, that Hazel says something about people who are sitting behind a door. I'm pretty sure it was her with that little that little window. Do you recall that, Tom? Uh, no, go ahead. Keep going. I mean, I'll probably remember. Right. It's it's about you know keeping the mind open to you know certain people only keep their minds open to a certain extent. You know, they they oh, look I see. At yeah, yeah, and some people yeah. will only let a little in, right? Exactly. And mine is like you just open the door. Mine, mine's always been like, like you know, almost to an extent boundaryless. Like I, I keep my little fences in certain areas, but other than that, I, 
I, uh, you know, it's very open, and it, it has been since I was a child. I, I've always felt, you know, especially when it came to my mind, my thoughts always felt different. I always felt, you know, like uh, like that little black sheep in the crowd. So, you know, uh, that's that's my uh, my outlook on it is the keeping the mind, you know, trying not to to close your mind to certain things and and uh, being able to look at, at everything in a bigger perspective. Yeah. So, Rebecca, why don't you tell, remind us, I'd love your story about the UFOs and what happened. You know, we don't have the Ghostbusters here, but hopefully they will come back. Right. But why don't you... Um, well, it was back in the mid-60s. Yeah. Um, this was a very, very monumental moment in my life because it totally changed everything the way I thought about things. I was sitting in a car in New Bedford, Massachusetts. It's in my book, in the mid-60s. Uh, I was still in college. And I was just sitting there looking out at Martha's Vineyard with this fellow I was sitting with. And these three red lights started blinking on and off. And I noticed that these three lights were together in a V formation out by Martha's Vineyard. And they started moving closer and closer to the shore of New Bedford, Massachusetts, where I was. And as they got closer, as they blinked, I could see that each one was definitely a saucer shape with a little dome on top. And they were together. They made no noise. They were sort of floating rather than flying. The way they moved, they would get right-angle turns. Classic US UFO story, like you've heard from so many people. We got out of the car. They were right over our head. And um, as they blinked, um, I could see distinctly that each one was about as big as an automobile, maybe a little bit bigger. But perfect sauces with little domes, three of them. And then they flipped back out to sea and flew away. And when I saw these, I said to myself, this is not anything that I have ever heard of our government making or and, you know, you immediately think this could be from another world. And it was extremely exciting to me to be able to think that I was seeing something from another another world, really. I mean, who knows? Maybe they were drones that they were working on back then. I have no idea. But um, we did call Otis Air Force Base. Later on, when he got home, he called and called me back to tell me. They said, well, we don't know what they were, but other people reported seeing something that night. But because of that experience, it opened up my thought. And when I needed to learn about creative visualization, manifesting, um, law of attraction, spiritual healing, I was open to anything. After seeing something that, like that that you really can't explain, anything's possible. So it opened up my thought. And it made me want to find out more. And I figured a good way to find out would be to join the airline. So... A year after that, I became a stewardess for United Airlines and interviewed pilots like crazy and found out very quickly that they really didn't like to talk about these things because there was one incident where one of their pilots had reported something and he was harassed and harassed and harassed until he finally either quit or it was not good. So they learned you just don't, you know, talk about these things. It was very interesting. Uh. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting uh, revelation. Uh, Rosemary, have you had, you know, um, well, either you, UFO or go 
ghost encounters? I have, uh, I mean, we had seen different things out here in Maine, of course, you know, way out in the boondocks, you know, people saying, there was one night I was down, I was living in the town of Winter Harbor, and I was just sitting in the living room relaxing, and there was this huge flash, just, I had no idea what it was. We thought there was a thunderstorm. We thought it could have been lightning, but no, there was no thunder, nothing. And there was this huge flash, and a bunch of us jumped into the car. We went down to the shore, and we sat and we waited, and we, you know, we were just looking around saying, you know, what's going on here? And someone pointed out and said, look at that. And it was just all we could see was just a quick flash, and that was it, done. And that was the only thing I can really recall that everybody was scratching their heads going, what was that? You know, it, it wasn't a plane. It wasn't a helicopter. It was just this big flash and done. You know, we didn't see any other lights or anything like that. It was just a, ve- a very quick flash of light off in, you know, off in the sky over the ocean and, and gone. So that's the only thing I can really recall is that any kind of experience there. But with, um, you know, with spirit, I, I've dealt with, uh, my husband has actually dealt with being touched. You know, he felt he was standing in the bathroom. I think he was uh, getting ready to shave or something, and he felt a tug on his shirt. He turned around, there was nothing there. And there was another time he felt a tap, you know, up on his back. He's pretty convinced it's my father because I I went to a psychic at one point. You know, my friend was having a little party, and she had one there. And and she said, you know, you have three spirits in your place. I said, yes. I said, yeah, we're aware of that. And she said, well, one, I said, one is my father. And she said, yes, it is. And then the other two, she couldn't place. She said, I can't really place the other two. Uh, I'm thinking it could be uh, um, a neighbor who had a family member pass away, you know, know, and then it was from years ago, back in the 1800s, even before they had mining down on the shore. And there was a bunch of miners that had had a mine had collapsed. So, you know, uh, even my daughter had seen something when she was about four or five years old. I was walking around outside with her, and she looked down the back road we have here, and I said, would you like to take a walk? And she says, no, Mommy, I don't want to. And I said, why? She says, because there's a man down there. Well, I looked down. I didn't see any guy walking, anybody walking around. So I said, no, there's no man. She said, yes, the man is down there. I said, what does he look like? She says, well, he's really dark. His face has is, is got dark on it. So I was speaking to one of the waitresses here in, um, in the family restaurant. She says, oh, yeah. She says, there was a mine down there that had collapsed. So, you know, that was just, like I said, from way back, that was one of the uh, experiences I had had my husband. And then with me, it's mostly, like I said, the emotion, like the energy coming through, and occasionally I'll feel the change in temperature. So, um I haven't really seen, I mean, I haven't, none of the spirits have actually, you know, presented presented themselves to me yet, I guess. Uh, a lot of times they say they don't like to, they'll come through in dreams. My father has many times, but uh, mostly it's, uh, I can pick up on the energy and even feel the extra energy that's in the room. Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. What about you, Rebecca? Any uh, ghost experiences? Well, the best one I ever had was a waking vision. Um, I've had a few experiences of hearing footsteps from ghosts in the middle of the night on stairs and nobody's there. I lived in a house once um, out in California where every time we had a house guest, we would hear 
boots walking up the stairs, and there was no one there. But we would actually get up. I had roommates, and we'd go, who's there? And it would be nobody. And it was, always seemed to happen when there was a house guest. But um, I did have a waking vision when I was in my early 20s. I was living in New York City, and I was just sitting in my apartment talking to a couple of other stewardesses. I just started flying about a year before. And in my mind's eye, a man appeared to me. And he was bent over, and he stood up straight, looked me in the eye with the warmest, most loving look I've ever experienced. And I closed my eyes again, and there he was again. And he was, like, so real. But it was as if he was in a different dimension. I've never forgotten what he looked like. I've never, and it's always comforted me to know that there are other dimensions that are as real as this one because it, he certainly looked like he was a living, breathing person, but he was not in the physical world. And I will never forget it. It was very powerful. Well, what I find interesting is I, I picked up a book a couple of years ago from a physicist at uh, MIT, and she had written this book about the multidimensionality. And so even scientists are starting to acknowledge and research and study these other dimensions. And, you know, I mean, it's, again, it's a truth that's been known to the, you know, to the sages throughout time that this is not what we're looking at uh, in three dimensions is not the real thing. It's just simply a shadow of something that's operating on a different dimension. That's right. Yeah, that's the way it's explained metaphysically. It's not the real party. It's not the real deal. And, um... (laughs) And that's why if we get our thoughts straight, we can have dominion over it, too, because we're creating it with our consciousness. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anything, uh, we only got a couple of minutes, and I don't want to get shut off again. Anything you guys want to, uh, anything, other nuggets you have today that uh, will help some people? Well, I was just going to say that I, um, over the weekend, had uh, gone on and listened to was it Carl Sagan? I'm sure you're familiar. He was a yeah, um, yeah, yep, cosmologist. Yeah, and I must have posted at least three of his, uh, you know, videos on from YouTube onto my page because I was blown away. And I've looked deeper and deeper into his his work, and I'm I'm amazed by him. So I was I just happened I'm popping on looking at him for a moment. And all about was was speaking about you know about the UFOs about and uh, it just uh, to to say you know that to, for people to think that this is all there is just this everyday get up do your thing come home uh-uh. <laughs> no uh, after watching especially after watching his video and showing it to others there's they say dimensions worlds galaxies among what so. For for like you say, the skeptics to think that none of this is real. <laughs> well, hopefully someday maybe they might get a wake up call. I don't know. That that's just the way I see it. But but um, you know, I, but I, I also believe in respecting others' opinions and and beliefs as well. But I I just I've experienced enough to know that there's more to life than just the whole you know basic routine. Right. Rebecca, you got a couple of we only have about a minute and a half. Go ahead. Well, I like to tell people if you want to see perfection, change your perception. Because 
we can change the lens that we're looking at everything from if we are conscious and we work at that alpha theta level of consciousness we can absolutely have an impact on anything we're not trapped we're infinite beings we're divine children of god that can manifest heal ourselves do all sorts of amazing things and i think mankind is really on the brink of something really spectacular because so many of these things are being brought to light now by the scientific world as well as the mystics and it's all describing the same thing which is pretty cool well you both you and i studied the course in miracles and one of the fascinating things I found about one of the great tools was if you don't like what's on the screen, don't go up and try to adjust. If you're in a movie theater, don't go up and try to change the screen. It's not going to help. But right. you have to understand, you, if you want to change what's on the screen, you've got to go change the projector. And guess what? You're the projector. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, well, listen, for, for the fact that we didn't have our guest show up, this was a fantastic show. I hope it helped people. Uh, I think it got into some specifics, uh, especially scientifically, that will help people move to the next level. So thanks for joining us, folks. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, have a beautiful day, and let's, uh, let's hope we can get these guys back. Take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.